Welcome to the Empowered Podcast with Deanna Merlino, a personal development show where I will be sharing with you just how to transform yourself into the best version of you, both inside and out. From fitness and nutrition to business and positive mindset work, I'll be showing you exactly how to live your best life. I'll be keeping it as real and raw as it gets. So get ready to peel back the layers and really transform yourself under the surface because nothing is better than finding your purpose and living this life as your true, authentic self. So I have a really fun addition to utilize as a source that I would love for you guys to do at the start of your day, every single day, to just keep you on track, help you with your goals, really get you into a positive mindset every single morning, because what we do in the morning is how we are going to shape our entire day. I have this fancy little sheet that I'm calling Day by Design, and it's an editable PDF that you're going to be able to fill out even as your day goes on if you need to. Some of it is meant to be for you to do as your day goes on. And some of the things that are in there are going to be the mood that you're feeling for the day, tracking your exercise, your water intake, and your meals. You're going to write what you're grateful for, your schedule, your goals, your get-to-do list, because I don't like to say to-do list or have to-do, a money tracker, and just keeping everything in one place for what you need to do today, tomorrow, and for all the days so that you can make sure that you stay on track and have the best day that you can. So in order for you guys to get this, I'm going to have you go to my website, which is www.deannamerlinofit.com. And you're going to get asked to sign up for a newsletter that you will then get this in exchange for free. So super easy. You don't have to do anything but sign up. And after that, you'll get a quick little welcome letter. And then once a month, I will send out a newsletter that is going to keep you guys up to date with me. So you can just get to see the ins and outs of what's going on in the life of Deanna Merlino and the Empowered Podcast. Can't wait for you guys to utilize this. And just can't wait to see you guys sharing it on social media as well hitting your goals, helping others do it as well. Please take advantage of this. It will definitely be fun for everyone involved. Welcome today, guys, to the Empowered with Deanna Merlino podcast. I am so excited for today because we have our first guest. And I have Emily Long with me today. I actually know her in person. We have a little bit of a backstory. So I'm super excited to just dive into all about her. I think you guys are absolutely going to love her. So let me just get started with her background. Um, So Emily is a wife, a mom, a foster mama, a mindset coach, and an entrepreneur. She began her journey into entrepreneurship 14 years ago as a fitness coach and gym owner and is now a mindset and performance coach alongside her husband, Jason. And for entrepreneurs who know that they're holding themselves back from having the business and the life that they want. So I absolutely love everything that she is about. Um, And I can't wait for you guys to learn a little bit more about her. Before we jump into her telling her background, I wanted to just say how we met. Um, You guys have heard me say that I worked at F45, and that was kind of the beginning of my um, fitness coaching journey. And I actually met her there. And I've always thought that Emily was just a beast. Like I loved when she came to my classes. She is in incredible shape, and she's just... I can just tell she has an amazing heart. So I'm so grateful to have you here, Emily. Thank you so much. And those classes were so fun. And I loved coming to your classes too. You're an awesome instructor. (laughs) 
Thank you. I appreciate that. I wish I had been there a little longer, but it's all right. I'm doing my own thing now. See? Yeah. One closed door. Yeah. That was a crazy time to start. Yeah, I know the middle of the pandemic was a uh, not a not a great timeline, but hey, everything happens for a reason and everything turned out the way it was supposed to. Let's start with I would love to hear more um about just your husband. I know you guys are in business together from what I see. Um and I've seen a crazy post about him on your Instagram um how long you guys have been a thing. So I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, sure. So we, um, I am a unapologetic Hallmark fan because I love the, especially during the pandemic, because I just love how predictable the endings are. And it, I super enjoy them when life is crazy. So we always joke that we would make a perfect Hallmark story. And I kind of want to like pitch the idea one of these days, but basically, I don't know if my husband agrees or not, but we, um, our families knew each other. So actually our parents are friends. I was really close with his sister, who's about three years older than me. Um, and he's three years older than her. And so really the story is when I was 13, I was in love with him. He did not pay any attention to me. He was actually off in college in California while I was stuck here in high school. And um, I, the joke is just that I had pictures of him pasted up in my locker. And I would tell all my friends that we were going to get married. Like, I didn't care if I was going to have to like drag him up the aisle. Like he was going to marry me. I didn't care how it happened. And um, I used to practice writing my name, Emily Long, which is my current name. And I would accidentally hand in papers with Emily Long written on them because it was like, <laughs> I mean, it was creepy. Like when he found that out, he was like, I'm so glad I didn't know that because I probably wouldn't have liked you. But um, long story short. I mean, long story short, pun intended, when we finally got married, people would say like, oh, is it weird, you know, having to write your new last name? I'm like, no, I've literally been writing this name for like 10 years. So no, it's not weird. But um, yeah, so he graduated from college out in California, just in time for me to graduate. And it was like right about when I turned 18, you know, I think all of a sudden he was like, oh, you're not my sister's annoying little friend anymore. You're cute. Let's talk. And so it was actually really sweet because we were close, you know, that whole time as you know, being his sister's friend. And, um, and yeah, so it was really easy. We already knew so much about each other, dated for a very short amount of time, broke up for about a year, came back together. And within five months, uh, actually within four months, we were engaged within five months, we were married. So the best part though, is at my 10 year high school reunion, when I brought him, I'd lost touch with a lot of these people. And they were like, is that the guy from your locker? And I was like, yes. <laughs> oh wait, he was actually in your locker. Oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Oh yeah, he was pasted. I thought it was just a running joke. Oh, oh my no, gosh, I'm he was on That's my amazing. binders. He was everywhere. I was, I was creepily obsessed. But you know what? I'm not like a huge manifesting, per, you know, person. But if there's ever a story where that, yeah. you know showed that as an example. There it is right there. I'm going to go ahead and say that you manifested the crap out of that one. <laughs> I actually had to chase my husband as well. He wanted nothing to do with me for a very long time. So I wouldn't say that I went as far as you did, but I'm with you on the whole chasing train. A girl knows what she wants. How funny. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You just got to go get it. I'll take that. Um, okay, so I love that. And I guess that we can just roll that right into um, you are a mama, as am I. And I would just kind of love to hear, you know, you know, for me, I didn't want children. So um, when I met my husband, then I decided that I did. And it's been quite a journey. I would love to just hear your mama journey and how that ties into entrepreneurship for you. Um, because obviously, 
there's a lot to juggle. Quick backstory, actually, Emily and I were supposed to get on and record um, a couple of weeks ago, and she couldn't because one of her children had something stuck in their nose. So this is a perfect really time. Is. I was going to make that same joke. There's motherhood summed up right there. And by the way, that child is far too old to be shoving Legos up his nose, but he did learn a very important lesson. And I think that, yeah, it was a Lego. So yeah, um, Lego. I mean, I guess to start at the beginning. So we got married. I was very young. I was like 21 when we got married. I knew what I wanted. I knew, I always knew I wanted to be a mom, um, but I didn't, you know, I, I knew I wanted to wait a little bit because I, I did realize how young I was at the time and thought we should probably get used to this new chapter first. And um, so we did. But before we had kids, we decided to have a business baby instead. And that kind of started like that whole part of our journey. Um, I think we were, it was less than a year that we had been married when we, we opened our first business. And anyone who has started a business knows, you know, we had a lot of overhead and no income coming in. So we made a huge, took a huge leap of faith. It was um, a very, very scary leap because we were broke, you know, newly married. I was working as, I was actually working four jobs as a waitress and cleaning and all these things. And um, so we jumped in and, you know, I'm so grateful that we did. We learned everything the hard way. Um, But the cool part is, is after about, I think it was about two, three years later when I did finally get pregnant, um, that was really that time period, um, as difficult as it was in many times or in many ways, balancing, growing a business, a marriage, trying to determine boundaries between work and home, which seemed impossible, Um, learning, like I said, everything the hard way, Um, and then now having a baby added to that, um, that period of time is why we do what we do today. Um, because we did learn everything the hard way in it, in it, the expensive way and the emotionally expensive way and relationally expensive way. So I, I'm so passionate about what we do now in a huge part of what we do is helping people, you know, not have to like sacrifice everything on one side or the other, you know, growing your business without sacrificing your home life. Like we're very family faith driven people. So all that being said, we had the business, um, got that going. By the time my son came, it was doing really, really well. We were super busy. Um, and then, you know, first pregnancy, you know, I know you said you, you know, maybe we would touch on some of this part of the story. Cause I'm sure a lot of your listeners, especially now that it's more common can yeah resonate with the whole infertility side of things. But so we had my son had the business life was super busy, super crazy. Um, my desire was to have four biological children before I was 30. I had it all mapped out and then I wanted to foster and adopt two to four more. Well, probably just two more after that. That was like where, what I always envisioned. So fostering was always going to be a part of the plan. Um, but my first son, we conceived, it was very easily, you know, he pregnancy was super easy. There were complications at the end, but aside from that, everything seemed perfect. So I had no idea I would struggle after that. And, you know, so two years later, we decided it's time to start trying again. Um, you know, long story short, I just found myself in a really long, difficult season of infertility, you know, it would take a year sometimes to get pregnant and then I'd finally get pregnant. And then, um, also a season of recurrent miscarriage. So over the course of about six years, I lost six babies. Um, and so during that time, you know, we obviously, you know, that's kind of a whole story in and of itself and just how we, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a believer. So I, I know that, God's leading was the biggest part of that because there were, there were times where I thought like, if this happens one more time, I'm not going to make it like my heart's going to explode and I'm going to die. Like, this is not, I I can't survive another one. And then all of a sudden that was after the fourth one. And then at the fifth miscarriage, I remember like just feeling 
more like peace than I had ever felt, more strength than I have, had ever felt. And I guess the encouragement there, if anybody out there right now is struggling with this, is I truly believe that God gives you what you need at the moment that you need it and not a moment too soon and not a moment too late. So if you are struggling with something, whether it's infertility or miscarriage or something totally different, and you're worried about an outcome, the reason that you have worry over it is because you don't have what you need yet for that thing. It hasn't happened yet. Right. So that's probably the biggest lesson I learned there. Um, and through that process there, there was a point where, you know, we finally were like, okay, we're not getting any younger. I know I want more than one kid. You know, we did end up getting a dog during that season as well. Um, not the same. I love him, but it is not the same thing. And, you know, that's kind of when we were like, well, fostering was going to be something I knew I always wanted to do. My husband wasn't so on board with that at first, but over time, you know, it just became very clear that that was going to be our next step. So we did dive in, you know, all in into foster care, um, not really knowing what to expect. And, you know, I'll be totally honest at the beginning. I remember thinking like, I, I, like part of me is like, why am I doing this? Because I know, you know, if you sign up for foster care, you're signing up for loss. Like you, you know, that you're going to become attached. I know I was because I knew I was going to love these babies however long they were with me, only to have to probably let them go because that's the goal of foster care is to reunify with their families. So I definitely struggled with that. Just like, oh my gosh, I'm here. I just had six miscarriages and now I'm like signing myself up for like intentional loss. Um, But I follow the Lord's leading on that. And we, you know, as you know, well, we had a few placements early on that were shorter, like just a weekend. One was a week, this, a little boy and little girl that were the sweetest. It was my one week of getting to be a girl mom. <laughs> and then about three months after that, so November of 2017, I got a call. Um, you know, they were looking for a home for a two week old baby and a 16 month old little boy, both boys. And that night at midnight, strangers pulled into my driveway, driveway, handed me this sweet little baby. Um, and it has been the craziest roller coaster ride, literally the craziest. But as of January last year, they were released for adoption. And then, um, now we're finally getting to the point where we should have a date soon. So they've been with us for four and a half years. They're now four and five. So that's kind of what let us hear. <laughs> That's just so powerful and amazing. And I just want to say thank you for having that heart to be able to do that. I honestly don't know that I could. So you are just a very strong woman. You've always been so inspiring to me. So um, thank you for sharing that. And I know that that's going to help the right person. And that's kind of why I wanted you to go into that because I do have a lot of people who have reached out to me as I shared a little bit of my journey. And it definitely wasn't as in-depth or as intense as yours. I just, uh, we tried for um, almost two years to get pregnant. And that's probably one of the biggest reasons why I've decided I don't want to try again. Um, I am happy with just one, I think. Um but I don't believe I want to try again. And so it's just so crazy to see everyone's different aspects of, you know, the same kind of journey. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And just one thing really quick, I just want to make sure I say this because usually if I do share that story, like, you know, someone will be like, oh, you know, I've only had one miscarriage. Like I can't imagine. And I just want to say whether you've dealt with infertility for a few months or you've dealt with one miscarriage or whatever the case is, there is no comparison because your pain is your own. And I know that like my one, my very first miscarriage, I know what that felt like, even without knowing what was going to come. And kind of like what I said before that, like the strength comes in the moment that you need it. So just don't, you know, not, not even necessarily saying this to you, Deanna, but to anybody listening, you know, careful not to compare to my story and think like, oh, you shouldn't be sad or whatever, because each one of those individual situations is heartbreaking. And, 
just because other people have other things going on doesn't minimize your pain. So I think I struggled with that. I had guilt over feeling so upset early on because I'm like, there's people, you know, dying in these other countries, there's other things happening, but that doesn't take away the fact that you're experiencing trauma in your own life. And I think it's important to like allow yourself to validate that. Or like, if you feel hurt when your friend announces her pregnancy, or like I had a cousin whose baby was due um, the same week that mine was supposed to be due. And I was, I felt so guilty for feeling so sad every time she'd talk about it. But then, you know, the more I just was able to accept that I can be so happy for her and heartbroken for me. And and that's okay. Um, and I think we just tend to try to think we like to expect ourselves to toughen up um, when what we're going through is hard and it's okay. It's okay to feel that pain, I guess, just to give someone permission. And then the other thing is this is so close and near and dear to my heart. So if you are struggling with this, um, do not hesitate to reach out because I actually have a list right over here of people that I pray for every single day. Cause I understand. And it just breaks my heart. I wish I could have done it so that nobody else would have to do it. Uh, but obviously that's not possible. So I, I really mean it. If you want prayer, I will commit to praying for you every single day. You are such a sweetheart. And I honestly cannot agree more. And I probably worded that poorly, but everyone has their own grief and they're allowed to feel it. And I think that goes without saying for everything, every aspect. I know I have people who will come to me, like just even friends, and they'll say, you know, I have this going on. What's your advice? Because everyone comes to me for advice. And then they're like, oh, you know, I feel really bad that I asked that. You have bigger things going on. You just lost your dad. And it always, I'm like, it doesn't matter what it is we're going through. It does not invalidate what you're feeling or whatever it is that you're dealing with. So I love that you just took a moment to hit on that. Um Okay, let's switch gears and let's talk a little bit about just like entrepreneurship in general. I know prior you were a gym owner and you were in the fitness space. Um, so that's, you know, super interesting for me as that's where I'm at. And then kind of just uh, we'll switch into what you do now. Yeah, sure. So like I had mentioned before, my husband and I started our first business, which was a uh, um, it was a sports performance and fitness. I mean, it was a gym, but it was all classes, one-on-one, things like that. Um, and so that's how we started. My husband was super passionate about the sports performance side, um, mostly with like youth, teens, kids who wanted scholarships, things like that. Some college students as well. And then um, my passion was always for fitness. So I always, I struggled with, you know, a borderline eating disorder, excessive exercise, things like that since I was like in seventh or eighth grade. Um, and so my heart was to just help people learn that you can actually eat foods that you love and still be a healthy weight and feel really good about your body. And then, um, of course, just strength. Um, I am so passionate about strength because I know that being physically strong, in addition to, you know, like I said, the strength that I found in the Lord, being physically strong was one of the most powerful tools that I had in getting through that really, really difficult situation. I think that helped me grow and become more mentally and emotionally strong. Um, so we started just, you know, teaching people how to power lift and, you know, getting into all that kind of stuff. So we, we loved it. It was, it was awesome. But, um, at the same time, we kind of knew that we were not going to be doing that forever. So we loved the gym, but it was just not the lifestyle that we wanted. Um, we had finally gotten it to a point where we were not having to be there like every single day for eight hours, 10 hours a day. Um, and it, it was running itself, but then we would, it wasn't big enough where we had enough layers in between. So like if one key player had to leave for whatever reason, we had medical things, you know, other situations, then we would find ourselves 
right back in it, like full time, crazy, you know, from 5am until sometimes 10 o'clock at night. And at this point we had a son. So that's when we realized, you know, it's great while we have the people in place, but then it was like two summers in a row where a key person left and we were sucked back in for the whole summer. So we started looking for, okay, what's another solution. And so we ended up opening a second studio, um, that we knew would be smaller, have less classes, less employees, you know, things like that, and sort of worked on our exit strategy. So we sold the first business, which was awesome. We sold it to um, one of our coaches. And then we continued with our smaller studio while we transitioned online. So the very first online business I had was actually probably more similar to what you're doing now. Um, It was like a fitness membership site. And, you know, it was a good use of the skills that I already had. But it was one of those things where I think I had at that time, I chose the safer route when I knew in my heart what I really wanted to do, but I was, I just didn't feel qualified, honestly. And so I went the fitness route, you know, that was fine. Um, Eventually got to a point where we we were able to sell the studio. So we were now full-time online. And then um, through that process, I just began to continue to say yes to what I knew in my heart I was supposed to be doing and started getting a little bit more into the mindset coaching aspect. So fitness is still a huge part of what I do because I know that, you know, you cannot be at your best if you don't feel good. Um, And I'm a huge, yes, you know that, huge proponent of like, you have to feel good, not just because you're putting on a pair of smaller size jeans. Like you've got to actually, like your digestive system has to feel good. You have to have energy. You can't feel bloated and lethargic and shame because of what you ate last night. Like all of those things play into how you feel and they create an upward spiral of wanting to take, you know, better care of your body. So it was a very organic combination, I guess you could say. So I started out just with coaching women and then have, as my husband then transitioned into coaching business owners, um, we just finally, as actually as of last year, came back together. And now we work together to coach business owners, um, basically to help them avoid what we experienced when we had our first business to avoid burnout and all those things. Okay, I guess my question out of that first is going to be if you had one key piece of advice for anyone who is um, either starting, you know, wanting to jump into that entrepreneurship or is in the midst of it and facing all the things that, you know, come with business, what would your advice for them be that you learned throughout that whole thing? So the first, I mean, there's so much, there's yeah, so much I could say. I would say, yeah, as you know, <laughs> the very, the first thing, if I were to boil it down, um, I think the most, this is, this is what it would be for sure. This isn't business related, but it, it matters. The very, the most important thing is that if you feel that there is something on your heart to do, it is there for a reason and don't doubt that. And there will be so many opportunities to doubt there, to doubt that there will be family members that think you're crazy. Trust me. Mine actually, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think they know what I do. I still think, <laughs> I don't think they have any idea what we do. And that's fine. And it's been like, what, how many years? Um, 14, 14 years. How long we've been in business. Um, there's going to be people that doubt you. There's going to be people that question you. There's going to be people that, that literally just come right out and tell you, you can't do it because they're jealous or whatever. Some of them are going to be well-intentioned and they're trying to protect you. Some of them are going to be ill-intentioned and they're jealous of you. But regardless do not let that tamper with that dream in your heart because I genuinely believe that if, like, here's the thing, not everyone wants to do this. They don't want to live this life. Not everybody wants to become an entrepreneur. Not everyone wants to take a leap of faith. So if you do, it's there for a reason. And if you could just hold on to that during your whole journey, I think it makes the rest of it a little bit easier because, you know, we deal with, 
you know, people who are struggling with imposter syndrome and fear and doubt and shame and guilt and burnout and overwhelm and they're stressed, stuck and scattered, like all of those things. And I can guarantee that almost every single one of those traces back to a deeply rooted doubt about who they are. Like, who do I think I am? I can't do this. Um, What they know as if you can't learn new things, right? Like you guys can all learn new things. If there's something you don't know, hey, cool. There's a really cool opportunity to learn and grow. It's exciting. Um, and then ultimately about like, it's it like, am I an imposter? Like, do I belong here? Like, am I faking it? And so if you could just hang on to the belief and if you are a person of faith, it's so much easier because you can say like, I believe God planted this dream in my heart. And if he planted it in my heart, then I, I not only should pursue it, but I have a responsibility to pursue it because like, I know that there are people out there that are going to get mindset coaching from someone else. And that is amazing. But there are people out there that I believe are going to connect most, most with my voice, maybe my story, maybe my personality, whatever it is. And so I have a responsibility to those people to be brave and put myself out there and take those, you know, steps and leaps of faith and be awkward sometimes on the way. And it's okay. (laughs) I have to say, because I say it all the time, whenever I do trainings and talk to my team and, you know, even when I'm posting online, a lot of times I'll bring up that if there's something on our heart that God put it there. And I love that everyone has something different that like they're passionate about. For me, I, you know, I'm really big on child sex trafficking and um, rescuing pit bulls and homeless veterans, that kind of thing. Everyone has something different. I think God specifically put it there because we're all meant to make the world a better place. But I have to say that I have never stopped to take it that next step further for what you just said of, because you put it there, it's it's my responsibility to do it. It's like, that was like a key for me. It's just taking it that next level. Like, yeah, it's there and I'm aware that it's there and I'm grateful that it's there, but it's not about me. It is important for me to get it done because I'm responsible to sharing that. So I love that you just explained it that way. And another thing I want to add, because I was just talking about this recently, especially with that imposter syndrome, or um, I guess even more specifically, um, a lot of times people think that certain markets are saturated. Like I don't want to get into the coaching space because there's so many coaches. I don't want to get into the fitness place. There's there's so many trainers. Um, like you just said, and it's so important, someone is going to hear the same. You might be saying the same thing, but someone's going to hear it differently and it's going to sit with them because of you. There's no reason why people shouldn't be putting themselves out there to follow these passions and these dreams that they're lit up by just because there's other people doing it. Instead, I think that should be more of a motivation that someone else is doing it so I can too. And I'm going to hit a different market in a different way because of my heart and the way that I'm going to say it. So I love, I just love the way that you said that because I agree with it so wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's so important. And I love how you just sum that up because you know, the, it's such a difference in how you approach content, how you approach coaching. I mean, whatever you do, because like when I sit down to write something, I'm not just like, what do I feel like writing? Which I did used to do, but it wouldn't always hit. Like now I have this image of the person that I know I can most help. And like, I just kind of picture her in her house and with her kids around and she's trying to build this impact driven business. And like, what does she need to know right now? What is she struggling with right now? It's so much easier when it becomes about like that responsibility because I can like literally picture these people. And actually this is funny. So I got to a point where I created like my ideal avatar named her 
Um, I named her Jessica. I don't know why. It just like came and I just, I just went with it. And the funniest part is, of, if I had to say of all the names of people that I've had the most of, it has been Jessica's. Like I've had so many Jessica's for clients and it just cracks me up because it's like every day I'd be picturing like, what does Jessica need? And then all of a sudden someone named Jessica would like DM me. So not that you have to do that, but just when you create content or you're, you're thinking about that person to have like a visual of them is so helpful and it just keeps it others focused, which you know, that's what motivates me. That actually gave me cold chills, how clearly you're picturing that specific person, like who you're going to help. I'm actually going to start utilizing that because I honestly, when I think of um, like business partners and stuff like that, I always visualize, but I've never gone so far as to when I'm making a post, this is the specific person that I'm trying to help. So I think that that is really great advice as well. Um, and also, I want to tell you that I love your posts and your stories. You are just such a quirky, fun person. And you're always just like embracing. You're like, this is weird. I'm weird. Just take me as I am. <laughs> yes, that comes from being made fun of for being weird my whole childhood and, and actually being very insecure about it. I've always been really quirky and weird and, and like, but funny. I've always been like, I was kind of in the class clown. And I used to hate when people would tell me that like, oh my gosh, you're so weird. And so now I embrace it. And even my kids, like they come to ourselves as the weird family. Cause I'm like, you're never going to be insecure about being weird. Being weird is awesome. And it's actually really useful as an entrepreneur. So those of you who are out there who are weird, embrace it. (laughs) Absolutely. And what fun would it be if we were just all the same and normal and that'd be boring. That's not the point of this whole life. So I'm glad that you embrace it. And I'm glad you're teaching your children that too. You know, what's so funny is the other day I was talking to my girlfriend And um, I don't even remember what the conversation was about, but I made a comment about um, how I was weird and like people are going to think I'm weird. And she was like, I, we were best friends in high school and she was like, you've always been weird. And I, I just like looked at it as a superpower in that moment. I'm like, you're right. I've always been weird. Like, what am I concerned about? So it's a very empowering moment to just embrace, embrace all of your aspects, right? And it's so great because it's polarizing. And like, that's actually, that's my next piece of advice that I would tell people who are looking to build a business is it is so good to be polarizing. Like if you have people unfollowing you, I mean, unless you're just being a jerk, obviously, then like, maybe that's not such a good thing, but you're probably not if you're listening to this podcast. So if you are, if you are being yourself, your true authentic self, and it's pushing people away, that's a really good thing. Cause those people were never going to buy from you anyway. So you want to put yourself out there cause you're going to you're going to like a magnet attract certain people to you and push other people away. Like I've had people tell me I'm too bubbly or I'm too positive. I'm like, that's fine. There's other serious people out there. Go find them. Like I, you know, go in peace. It's totally fine. So you are not supposed to be everybody's cup of tea. No, you will attract your tribe by being your most authentic self. So I couldn't agree with that anymore. Okay. I think the last thing, unless there's anything specific you want to bring up, um, I would just say, tell everyone, I guess, you know, what you can offer for them as far as what you're offering right now and how they can get in touch with you, how they can hire you as a coach, all the things. Um, and I guess before I say that, I will tie it in for you as this whole podcast is about, you know, that empowering yourself and rewiring those thoughts that we have ingrained into us from whatever we've experienced or whatever um, we have been told, you know, what the world tells you about yourself and kind of just undoing all of that and rewiring it. And I know that that is that is your jam as well. So if you guys are looking, I'm not in the coaching space right now. It's definitely something that I'm interested in doing down the road, but 
Um, if you guys are looking for a coach in the space of all the things that I teach you, I highly recommend reaching out to Emily. So, Em, if you could just, you know, let them know how that they can do that. Yeah, for sure. So um, right now I have two offerings. One is more for like people who are most typically it's women that are in maybe their nine to five or they're early on in their business or they just have a dream or something. They know they want to do something more, but maybe they don't have clarity on it or, or the confidence to do it. Um, and that's a lot more based in, you know, building confidence, getting clarity on who you are, what you're meant to do, um, or what the next thing is for you. And then just kind of giving you the tools to step into the person, not the person that you're supposed to become, but the person you already have been created to be. It's more like unbecoming the things that you thought you were supposed to pretend to be and being who you truly are. So that's, um, more of kind of like an intro, like probably, a you know, an earlier in personal development, but like really wanting to level up and step into who you believe God called you to be. Um, so I offer that. And then also what my husband and I do together is that's for business owners that are a little bit farther along. Um, you know, typically they're making somewhere between, you know, two and $10,000 a month and they want to increase, or, you know, we always say double your income, um, while decreasing your stress, your overwhelm, your burnout and all of those things. So both cases, it's a lot of fear, a lot of doubt, imposter syndrome, lack of confidence, insecurity, you know, questioning, like I'm not good enough, all of those things. Um, but just at different places on the roadmap, I guess you could say. Um, but the best way to find out more or is really just to get connect connected on Instagram. That's where I show up the most. I enjoy being there the most. And that is just at Emily Long Strong. Um, there's just a little period there, but so Emily Long Strong on Instagram and I share all about the programs and then I share a lot of content stuff over there and weird stuff like Deanna said. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, guys, go follow her. It's very entertaining. I definitely enjoy watching all your things. I'm going to make sure that we have all of your stuff tagged in um, the show notes as well. So they'll be able to find you that way. Um, but Emily, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for being our first guest. I had a blast. I hope you did too. And thank you for just sharing your heart and your knowledge with us. I think that it's truly going to be helpful for a lot of people. Um, and it just really ties into everything that I believe in here. So thank you so much. And I guess we'll be chatting soon on the other side of this podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be your first guest. You are amazing. I've always thought very highly of you as well. And I am honored to be here. Thank you so much. Empowered fam, I am really hoping that you enjoyed that one. It was so great to have Emily as our first guest. I thought that she just tied into perfectly to everything that we are here for. And uh, just take it all in because I know that there were some really touching things in there and I think it'll help a lot of you. So please, you know, tag us, share us on social media. Um, let anyone you know who you think needs to hear that, let them know about it. And as we wrap up this one, I'm so excited to have you guys for the next two weeks. We will be diving into law of attraction, which I love, and the law of action, how to take that manifesting one step further. So everybody have an amazing week, have an amazing day, and I cannot wait to see you guys next time. Empowered fam, love you. Take care. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to find out more, you can follow me on Instagram at Empowered with Deanna and my personal page, Fit Deanna Lolita. You can also visit me on my website, which is DeannaMerlinoFit.com. Make sure that whatever platform you guys are listening on, please rate and subscribe. And this means so much to me. It's going to help get me out there to help so many other people. 
I'm so grateful that you're here with me on this journey of wellness and self-empowerment. I cannot promise that it will always be easy, but I do know that it will always be worth it. Stick with me and together, let's start living as the version of us that we were meant to be because the world is waiting for your gifts and you deserve to live the life of your wildest dreams and beyond. So friends, let's get empowered.